My wife's name is Lorena, and you really should have seen her. She was beautiful, that's what I always said. <laughs> Just thinking about Lorena. Lorena. Bob it. Song. It's, there's no. It's I, the, I, is that the chorus? Is it the verse? Is it the bridge? It's actually the whole song. That's it. It's <laughs> that's just that one line. <laughs> um, I, you know, I'm working on it. It's a work in progress. <laughs> Aren't oh. we all a work in progress? Truth. Truth. Um, so obviously today we're talking about Lorena Bobbitt. Yes. Welcome to Serial Killer, where we pair serial with murderers, but in this case, it's with a maimer. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, she did murder that dick. She tried to murder that dick. Oh, no, it didn't it really work. Uh-huh. Yeah, it rose again. <laughs> Never mind. Um, I'm Anastasia Washington. And I'm Maria Spertolozzi. Uh And yeah, today we are talking about Lorena Bobbitt. And we've got a good pairing, I yeah, feel like. Yeah, I think so. Um, was this another one of those pairings where we found the cereal and then and we And then we were it? like, well, we found the cereal and then I got also... really excited because I love Nilla's. <laughs> And then also, I just really love talking about Lorena Bobbitt. So do I. <laughs> so we figured that Nilla banana pudding cereal would be perfect. Because who doesn't like Nilla's and banana pudding, right? And also bananas, dicks, you know, you know. What? I didn't even get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, and never. <laughs> um, but yeah, banana pudding, Nilla cereal. Because my mom was one of those ones that made the banana pudding oh, with wow. the Nillas in it. Does it smell great? It smells, it smells like fake banana or 1950s oh, banana or oh whatever. Oh, God, no. That's terrifying. I'm very scared. Okay, here. just don't pour a lot of that one because I hate the fake bananas taste. Yeah, we can do that. Okay. Oh, God. I don't know if that's a good thing. It smells like, do you remember at Universal Studios when they used to have yes. the real King Kong? And he had like the banana breath. I don't know how much milk That's he wants. That's fine. I think. Okay. Now they do it for the minions. They do. Because minions love bananas, so they the pump the banana done. smell in. Yeah. Um, oh god. It reminds me of Laffy Taffy, like the smell. I okay, hate. Let's, uh, here we go. I'm gonna get a, get a is marshmallow. That a, is that a, a really big bite? Yeah, that tastes like banana Laffy Taffy, and I am not about it. <laughs> I'm so disappointed. That was really bad. Why did I eat that? <laughs> it doesn't even taste like Nilla's. It should have just been little tiny mini Nilla's. Nilla's, that's all I wanted. No, instead it tastes like if you made Kix banana flavored. Or if you like made banana cough syrup. Mmm. Yes. No, why did you ruin it? Thumbs down. Um, knife down. Ni- knife down for Two that knives one. Knives down I'm for so this. excited. Um, I'm, you know what? No, I'll just have to be excited about talking about peen instead. About Lorena. Um, who is really cool. Um, I got to go. I took, because you know what you do when you're mom? You bring her to Lorena Bobbitt uh, premiere, right? Amazing. The Amazon um, documentaries. Yeah, so I brought her to the premiere. They had like, it was such a good event. They had like all these weird drinks with like floating grapefruit, like pink grapefruit. So it looked like an appendage, like floating. Lovely, lovely. It was beautiful. Um, and Lorena was there and she got to speak wow. about the event yeah. um, that defined a nation <laughs> yeah that really it was one of the first cases where they let cameras into the courtroom for the whole case i will say that when i was a kid it was just so 
such a joke. Well, and that's that's the thing is I was listening to a podcast about it where they were like, but like this wouldn't have been funny if she'd cut off his hand, you know? Like we wouldn't right. all be laughing about it if she had like hacked off his ear. Well, like even, not even just the fact that she it cut was off his penis. his penis. It was just like she was a joke to everyone. Yeah. And I think that says a lot about like Society. that time period yeah. because it's like even with Monica Lewinsky I was just gonna say that <laughs> how we laughed at her and made her a joke and now we would have been treating her much much differently we would oh, have yeah. we would have been uh, I she would have been a me to too that Bill Clinton wouldn't have gotten elected but I think he still would have that that is like he probably still would have because even though he had a scandal he, like he had a scandal in the middle of his campaign run right and then the, the Monica Lewinsky happened and everyone was like, impeach him! And it was like, are we really? Really, guys? Really? Well, but, yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I mean, I think that time period... But yeah, it was, it was and the even now, vilify the woman, we definitely vilify the victim. Her. We definitely like, laughed at her. It's her fault where it, like, she was an intern. And, like, Lorena yeah. was an immigrant. She'd yeah. been born... And a very abusive relationship. Yeah. Where yeah. her whole life was just, her whole like life with him was like being raped and beaten, and then being threatened to be uh, deported. Yeah, yeah, constantly being threatened with divorce and deportation because her green card was dependent on the marriage, right? Um, because it was still you have to be like you have to be married like three years or something. I don't know green card laws. I don't. Have any specifics, yeah. but I know there's a certain time period where afterwards you can get like your own citizenship that doesn't depend on whoever you're married to. I will say in the also in the documentary, I watched and listen, everybody was making jokes about it, so I won't say that he was the only one, but I will say that Howard Stern had made mm-hmm. some really disgusting comments about and her. It yeah, did make me think I don't really want to listen to Howard Stern. I yeah, Howard Stern has said a lot of things like that in the past. He has. I just can't get over them, and I am done with him. I guess I always just thought he was like a shock factor and kind it, of guy. Yeah. And he is. He is He's just sure a lot. Yeah. But I will say, He's, when I was watching yeah. this documentary and I was watching how how horrible this woman's life was, and he was saying like this girl got raped. Look at her. Why would anybody rape that? I was like, that's excuse me, yeah, not okay. Like that's not funny. I I just realized like how whole like that whole like our whole society was during that time period for sure. Just making fun of her, just making a joke of her. Oh yeah, it was all one giant joke. SNL took shots at her. Like yeah, it was all over the nightly, um, the late night shows, all of the hosts, and it's like look, it's all these like men making fun of her mm-hmm. and who are just like horrified by the thing that she did whereas right. all these women are looking at her and are like yeah I can see it like yeah I understand why she cut his dick off yeah it was it was like a weird like empowering thing for some people which like it shouldn't be empowering yeah. it's a horrible thing you should never do it even she like when she Admitted, spoke after yeah, was like, she was saying I yeah. shouldn't have done it but I will say, like, hearing from her lips, like, how hard it was to be a joke. 
Oh, I can't even. Her her whole life must her have been whole life. totally ruined for years. Even now, she has a kid. She's mm-hmm. an activist for women, and she's still the girl that. And listen, that's on her. Yeah, she did cut her husband's dick off. Like, she did that's correct. <laughs> um, but I think the way that we that we kind of made her a joke was, yeah. uh, was yeah. unfair. Yeah, the way that to it was certain all treated extent. afterwards. To a certain extent, comedy is always going to reflect things. Like, I'm, there's been a lot of jokes about Jerry Epstein lately. Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Epstein, not yeah, Jerry. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, like, it, it makes sense. It's this tragic thing that happened. Everyone's dealing with it in their own way. And right. a lot of that could be and will be comedy. But... It's one thing when you're a billionaire running a child sex slave ring and have islands where people are going to like buy illegal prostitutes mm-hmm. who are like 14 or whatever. And a totally different thing when you're in an abusive relationship and you just snap. And like, yeah, that's what eventually like the jury said or whatever the like trial came down yeah. to was like temporary insanity that she just did not. She had been in this abusive relationship right. so long that she could not properly respond to things anymore. Yeah. And so she just went crazy. And it's like, I can totally relate yeah. to that. I've definitely done. So like, I've never cut anything off of anyone, yeah. but like, you know, I've thrown things when I'm gotten like super yeah. mad and like, you can understand where the impulse comes from. And I think also, they they acted like it was very or like at least the you know um, prosecutor acted yeah. like it was so planned. And while I do understand that she had said like one day I'm just gonna cut his fucking dick yeah. off. I don't even know how many times I've said shit like that. Do you know how many times like, I've threatened to murder time? people? <laughs> like, like so many fucking times. And like I don't mean it. Yeah, the amount of shit that comes out of my mouth every day is like. Dude, I it's always like tell that, people like I hope your balls fall off in like seven days. It's like that I episode just, of The Office where they have that like leak about the fake, the yeah. faulty printers, and Mindy Kaling's like, I don't know. I probably tweeted it. All I do is talk all day. Like I don't. I just say so many yeah. things that don't mean anything. And yeah, she probably said it, and it was like yeah, she was probably heated, and like he, the, like he was like raping her like the, all the fucking the time. Fucked up thing to me is that he like to this day alleges that she was sexually assaulting him and abusing him, and that she was like, and that's what the the jury in her sexual assault trial against him found him not guilty, mm. and that was like really really hard um on her because she was like but like this is like this is my life this is what's happened right um and she had like a lot of people actually uh on her side like yeah that knew them even uh some of his friends were like yeah he was always like fucking like treating her like shit and whatever. Again, not saying you should cut off anybody's extremities. We are not excusing Lorena Bobbitt's actions. I'm not excusing it, but I do understand it to some extent. The core of where it comes from isn't like, uh, my husband had sex with me and didn't let me come once. It's like, my husband raped me and assaulted me and threatened me and abused me in all these other ways. Which is one of the things that they actually said. Like, one of the things was... They, that she was angry because she didn't come after sex. Yes, that's what she told the police like the night that it happened, yeah. but also the night that it happened, like they both said things that they later changed recanted, or recanted. Yeah. And so I think that really was a like psychosis moment where she was just like, 
saying shit. Yeah, I mean, obviously she wasn't that planned about it. She was like driving to her friend's house, throwing dicks out <laughs> yeah, the window. Her fr- she had like so few friends that she had to drive to her boss's house. Yeah. Like that was, she just like had no one to talk to and no one yeah. to be with. And the, thank God her boss was like a nice, a nice person. Yeah. Because she got her a lawyer and she got yeah, her Yeah, she called stuff. the police immediately and like yeah. got everything handled really quick so that it didn't turn into like some crazy manhunt. And honestly, I think if people didn't assume that this was like that bad like the this relationship wasn't that bad that nobody would have even fucking helped her at all oh, let yeah. alone some of his friends saying yeah that was fucking like that yeah for sure like if some if one of my friends who's in like a committed relationship now came to my door and was like i cut off my boyfriend's dick i would be like why did you do that and why are you here <laughs> why did you come to my apartment now i have to deal with this yeah, I mean, like, I'm not, I'm trying to think if there's a friend that would be like, yeah, there's a couple. Yeah, friends. you know, there's you a couple. Be like, there's okay. a couple friends if they came over with a dick in their hand and was like, I cut off this guy's dick. I, I'd be like, all right, I got your back. <laughs> like, I, I do think there. Yeah, no. I, that is friendship. It's true. It's yeah. true. That's and like, the, that's the the scale of friendship. If so, if a if a friend showed up at your house with a dick, like if you showed up at my house with, with a, dick, a dick, I'd let you in. I mean, I would let them in. My problem comes with like if it's someone I know who's in a relationship mm-hmm. and has never before been like, "Hey Maria, I really got to talk to you. Like this isn't going so well. This is there's problems, blah blah blah." And it was just like everything was fine and you showed up with a dick. I would have like 900 more questions than if I like knew well, you listen, were having I'm going to always have questions. <laughs> I mean, I'm always yes. going to have questions <laughs> there's, because there's that's no who world I am. in which you show up at my house with a dick and I'm going to be like, okay, great. Like, what are we doing tonight? No, no, no. There's no way that like we could just like have Move ice cream on. and watch like, I don't watch know, ID. Like I, I'll be like, okay, yeah, so no. dick so. though. Um, and it seemed to be like the best thing that ever happened to uh oh, to him. That's the worst thing, and it like makes me so angry every time I talk about it. Is how that great he, his life is because his of it. life took a one fucking eighty, and he went from living in this like tiny ass town, in northern Virginia, working whatever dumb job. He, he didn't worked. have a job. Oh yeah, that's she right. She worked. supported him. She works like twelve hours a day at a nail salon. Yeah, he occasionally would get a job and then get fired because he was so fucking so lazy. lazy. Yeah. And he just like sat and like, yeah, it's like the equivalent just of like sit around getting drunk pop tarts and, and then fucking try to like rape her, mm-hmm. not try mm-hmm. rape her. Rape her. Um, yeah. And also another thing that bothers me is that John Wayne Bobbitt has been accused of sexual assault by three different women and convicted once. So all I'm saying <laughs> There's a pattern there's here. One common denominator in this scenario, and right? it is John Wayne Bobbitt. And, That's all I'm and saying. And Lorena's only cut off one dick one in her whole life. Her whole <laughs> life, only one dick. But yeah, he like he went through. The, they got the dick. He went through like nine hours of surgery with these like crazy great mm-hmm. surgeons who were like, yeah, we did everything that we could, and like you'll still hopefully be able to use this, but also it might not work, and it might just like fall off yeah. of your body. Which did not happen. It did not. He ended up doing. He made porn. two porns. Yeah, one with Ron Jeremy. I don't know about the other one, um, which I would just never watch. Oh I'm my sorry. god! Like I listen. I'm not a prude. I watch porn. I'm not gonna lie, but I definitely would not. I think we need a better quality of men in porn. Yes, I agree with that. I like am so tired of watching these disgusting guys just sweating. The problem is like 
the men who we want to be in porn would not be comfortable being in porn. But why, though? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> you know, Bella Thorne is, is directing on Pornhub now, so maybe she'll elevate the, the whole hopefully. genre. I doubt it, because <laughs> I, I do follow Bella Thorne sometimes on social media just to see what the fuck she's What's doing. I mean, it's cray. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's going to get better. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, like him doing porn, him doing all these different well, yeah, things. He did porn he so did pompous. Late night shows. He did the news. Like he, I think he wrote a book. Um, he made like man protector mm-hmm. things. There was merchandise. There he had penis enlargement surgery, and then he had surgery to return his penis to his normal size. Like his, I think it was his lawyer said that no one will have ever so thoroughly exploited a viral situation like this. Like, he made all of the money that he fucking could. And even in, like, the documentary when he's, like, sitting there. Oh, I hate watch. I hated watching him talk about it. It made me so angry. Gross. He's so, like, laughing about, like, her abuse and just all this shit. And, like, I had no respect for him. I was, like... I do want to feel bad. I want to feel bad for him he, because he is a victim. Yeah. But, but I he also made like, I don't feel bad for him. Some really gross comments about the me too movement mm-hmm. where he was like, well, why, why not? Men? Why wouldn't he? Why can't I say me too? You know, like I got my dick cut off. Like and in a way he can. And it's like, yeah, you in can say you can. that. Yeah. But what other men, and I'm sure there are other men there who've been sexually men. assaulted there's and abused, and men. there's definitely other men and like non-binary and whatever. Like people get assaulted all the time, and I don't want to demean any of them. And I'm, yeah, but like all I'm saying is the Me Too movement in Hollywood specifically is like, okay, let's get all these sleaze bags out of these jobs, right? <laughs> like let's clean house so I that will we don't s- keep yeah. having to be like, hey, this guy touched my ass or this woman sexually True. assaulted me. I will say he does have a case to say Me Too. But he oh, also yeah. has the case to actually have Me Too set on him. For sure. So it's like a Me Too street. <laughs> and he's also like, it just goes back to this like, dude, you are the only man who like is in this situation. Right. You know, there's like nobody there's else. nobody else. There's nobody else that's in like. In the country right now who's like, yeah, my wife also <laughs> got right. super mad at me and cut. And I like. I'm sure at some point people have done that and it hasn't made like global headlines. But it just like the fact that he can't see past and be like, oh, this is not about me and my personal grievances and injuries. This is about a global conversation about making sure that everyone is comfortable (laughs) and can like get what they need and don't have to be assaulted to get a job. He is a very pompous man. He is a very weird man. And the facts of the case are that he and her met, she was very young. Um, He like loved the fact that she was a young immigrant religious virgin. And um, she didn't, you know, she fell in love with him. They started their life together and he like couldn't keep a job, was beating her constantly and like demanding anal sex and all kinds of weird shit. Listen, if you're a consensual adult, it's not weird shit. It, I'm not gonna say that. It's like whatever you want to do. But like she wasn't consenting. Yeah. She didn't want it, and she was tired of it. And then that one night, she was like, "I'm gonna Fuck fucking. It. I'm so fucking tired of you doing this to me. I'm gonna cut your dick off." You know? Yeah. Not justifying it at all, but 
there is a point of abuse. Yeah. Where well, I think you just get crazy. And it, it is a crazy, it's crazy act. It's no, a crazy it, act. It is crazy. It is like you enter a state of temporary yeah. insanity where you just cannot process yeah. things and can no longer appropriately respond to things. And so it like just becomes this logical next step where you're like, of course I would cut his dick off. Like, right. Why wouldn't I cut his dick off? I mean, I, I'm going to say I wouldn't cut his dick off, but, you know, uh, sorry, um, I'm going to say I wouldn't cut his dick off, but, um, I mean, I've fantasized about yeah. shit, you know? I mean, I'm going to tell you, this is like a really big overshare, so let's just, let's just go... <laughs> But I'm not going to use his name. But anyway, so one of my boyfriends, there was a, guy. Yeah. There was a one of my boyfriends years and years ago, I used to get mad at him all the time. And I would just be like, your balls will fall off in seven days. Like, I was just like, that was my thing. I was just like, <laughs> it's like, I was like, you fucking fucked with me again. <laughs> Listen, it wasn't a healthy relationship. He was very not nice to me. But anyway, but I would say that all the time. And so this one time that we broke up, because we broke up a lot, he called me like a couple days later and he's like, call it off and I was like what <laughs> what are you fucking oh, no. talking about he's like I have a fucking ball infection call it off <laughs> and I was like what? magic <laughs> don't fuck with me <laughs> don't fuck with me so my manifestation <laughs> yeah. law of attraction works <laughs> There you go. There she she should have just imagined it. <laughs> Use the secret and the just put that energy the out secret, there. The imaginary. Vision boarded it. Vision board that shit. Weird looking vision board. <laughs> it's what? Dismembered cocks? Uh, like. No. No, no, no. Don't do it. <laughs> um, but. Yeah. So that. I mean, like, I've definitely had, like, fantasies. Especially, like, when you, as a woman have experienced as much and I think it's like every woman to some degree has experienced this like some kind of form of sexual yeah assault or sexual harassment yeah. and you're just like fuck their dicks yep <laughs> yep my as move. much as I love the dick because I do I respect the dick I love the dick I, I get but fuck that dick for like hurting me for for like dictating so much of my life or dictating so many of my rights like for dictating how my body's treated like fuck it and then and then I think that's why like I am surprised it was so much of a joke to so many people instead of a banner to raise. Yeah, yeah. Instead of this, like, no. Yeah. Women are all over the world feel yeah. like this and are going through this. And, and like, I do we know, should take a bigger look at that. Right. Than, like, and I think that was a slice of the pie. Yeah, I think there, there was were definitely some of it. women and people who were interested in that and took this up as like their cause. Yeah. But I think, but I think the, it was a lot yeah. less because maybe of the time. I think, yeah, probably the time, and it's also um, just the, like, the the pop culture popularity then was these, like, this, like, Animal House and, like, the National Lampoon movies were all coming out, and so it was this, like, body, uh, bro-y, right. like, yeah, vibe. Well, comedy, 
you know, even now is so heavily male. Yeah. I mean, it's so much better now. We have like great shows like the Black Lady Sketch Show, mm-hmm. all these different ones where we're, we're seeing more inclusion, we're yeah. seeing more stories. But even then, it's almost so segregated. It's like you're either watching a female yeah. comedy or you're watching a male comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you're watching a male comedy with some females that are funny in it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like Two Dope Queens is great, but it's like you're watching Two Dope Queens and you're going to get like black women, queer women, queer right. men. And you and like that's great and it's that's great, wonderful and that's a wonderful not platform. not that many but white men are watching. Exactly. It's very specific for specific audiences right. and it's not opening it up to the broader community yeah. the way that like white men get to. Right. It's like Broad City. You're watching yeah. Broad City because you're a female. Because you're a lady. And you're like, yeah. maybe you're a dude who's kind of interested, but like and you might be woke a little bit. You're a lady. <laughs> And so I think like the fact that mainstream comedy is so heavily yeah, male, male, I think the only way they were comfortable with it was to make her a joke. Well, and of course, because it's something, it's like one of the most terrifying things to a man. The idea that like your dick gets cut off, especially by like a woman that you are sleeping with, that you're intimate with, that's like close to you. Yeah. And it's like they're horrified. They can't imagine anything worse. And as women, we're just like, wow, really? Because every time I have sex with you, I roll some dice if my body's going to get taken over by a fucking alien fetus. And exactly. Like, just so many things. But yeah. They're just so not used to They're not used their to bodies. worrying about yeah. the safety of their bodies in the public space yeah. or in like their own private space. Whereas I think women go their whole lives constantly worrying about where their body is and how it's being presented to the world. Like, when I get on public transportation, I'm like, take up as little space as possible, angle yourself so no one can accidentally, like, touch your boob or Uh something. Rub your butt. Yeah, it's like a whole, it's a whole thing that, like, I do subconsciously now. Yeah, I mean, we've taught, we're taught it from a young age, like, uh, you know, all kinds of dangers are out there, and we and it's up to us to protect ourselves. To protect ourselves, yeah. because if we don't protect ourselves, then why we'll, why didn't we do yeah, enough? That, we yeah, then enough. we're getting blamed, and right. it's our fault. And that's something that women just carry around. Yeah. And it's like my my ex boyfriend. Um, we were walking around one day, and a home I had like leftovers from a restaurant, and a homeless man asked me if I he could have them, and I just like kind of ignored him because like. I am a small, like, I am trained in martial arts, but I am still a small woman. Like, I'm rusty at the martial arts I was trained in, so it's not, like, super second nature right now. And I'm never going to be looking for a fight, but, like, someone, a man approaching you and accosting you or asking you for something is automatically a red flag. It's like, this is a safety warning. Get your guard up. And I just was like, no, and I kept walking. And my boyfriend was like, well, why didn't you talk to that person? Like, why didn't you give them your food? And I was like, I could have been murdered. Like, they could pull a knife on me. Like, there's 600 things that they could have done that would make me feel so unsafe and uncomfortable and put me in a position to be hurt Mm -hmm. that why would I enter into that? And he was like, wow. And I was like, yeah, these are all of the micro decisions I make every day. You have to, yeah. And, 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 And guys don't get it. I think there's a... I know that we're not supposed to like him, but there's a episode of Master of None. Oh. Uh, I have many feelings about I know. that situation. I, but I, yeah. I do too. Overall, people canceled him. <laughs> but people canceled him. Although I do think he has a lot of great he has information. A lot of great ideas and great information. And um, I think, yeah, his he book about modern just, love. Oh, that book is so good. And, and, and Master of None. So um, and not that I don't believe that it was a horrible situation. No, definitely. Anyway. A ter- but it's, this, it's a symptom of this greater thing. Right. Um, but he does have this episode of Master of None where 
his girlfriend yes. kind of explains that. And then they walk around, these guys walk around and they start experiencing the world like Through a woman's woman. yeah. eye. And I was like, yeah, this is what it is. Like, I do think like guys need to know, like, I'm I'm not a bitch when I'm walking down the street by myself. Like a lot of times, like we do another podcast yep. together and we both have to like go. Yeah, we have to walk to our cars. We have to walk and, to like, our cars. It's like a little far and we might not have parked yeah. like next to each other. So we have to do it alone. Yeah. And it's and it's it's a little spooky. Yeah. And then like, you know, not that the guys in our podcast aren't chivalrous they will totally no, no, walk no, us yeah. to our car and everything like that but it's like you know sometimes you don't want to have to ask want to be like hey yeah, can you, you walk, walk me down this car? alleyway to my car right and then sometimes we don't realize it no you know and, and then, it's it's also a like yeah. once you get comfortable in a place too you let some of that go down yeah. and you're like oh no but i'm home i'm safe and like that's also not true. Yeah, it's not true. And so, like, I think, like, you know, sometimes when I'm walking to my car, like, that one yeah. time I went down the alleyway and then the, I was like, this was a horrible fucking, fucking idea. Yeah. And I'm here alone as a woman walking down this alleyway in the middle of the night at, like, yeah, in Oho, 10 p.m. And yeah. there's, like, a group of guys hanging out by the car and mm -hmm. they're talking to me, like, dance for me, this and that kind of stuff. Don't do that. Like, just don't. Like, you don't understand what it's like for a woman to walk down the street. So if she's by herself, don't fucking go up to no, her. No, 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 and no, no. And also, like, if it's at night, don't ever go up to oh, a group no, of women. Oh, no, no, ever. no. No, no, no. Alone, whatever. Just leave them the fuck alone because yeah. they are trying to get from point it's, A to point B and safely. We, and they're on guard. And yeah. they're not being bitches. They're just trying to be safe. Yeah, but we talked about this on our other podcast yeah. with our friends. And our friend Terrence is a black man. And he was talking about how he will cross the street if he's like walking behind a girl alone at night because he understands like and recognizes yeah. because he has so many female friends that like he could be perceived as a threat even though he knows he's not a threat right and it's not it's not just like it's not a black man it's not a white it's, man but it's, it's a just man like any it's man the fact that, that you a don't man know is walking behind me and i'm alone yeah yeah and it's especially like in large cities like and especially in cities like LA, yeah. like I feel like in New York, when I lived in Boston, it wasn't as big a thing that I thought about because oh. there were so many people around all the time when I was walking. I guess so. Um, that it was something that I didn't, I thought about when I was like alone at night, but it wasn't something that I thought about any other time. It was only like, oh, it's three in the morning and I'm drunk and I'm like alone on this street. But like in LA, it's like, it could be like 6 p.m. And if it is dark out, I'm automatically like, someone might just, jump out of a dumpster and murder me because yeah. there are no people walking around Los Angeles. Yeah. yeah. I mean, especially in these little pockets and then you're like trying to be safe. And then, you know, like even with that group that was like trying to tell me to dance. Yeah. And I was like, no, thank no. you. Like being kind of trying to be nice. Am I nice? Yeah. Do that polite woman yeah. thing. And they were like, bitch. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And right. Like, cause right. I'm a bitch because I'm walking <laughs> down. I have to go somewhere. Right. Or just cause I'm walking down an alleyway and minding my own business in the middle of the night. And you're telling me to dance for you. Yeah. Like, why in the world would that be okay? How creepy is that? It's the implication, you know? It's like, yeah. it's like mm -hmm. I'm supposed to say hi. I'm supposed to dance for you. Yeah. I'm supposed to perform the for you. The expectation. Yeah. Like, uh, and I think, I think that's the climate that's slowly, 
Well, it's it's Hopefully. a battle. It's a battle right now. Yeah, yeah. This and is where the war has the war. Led us. The war is here. Like the war yeah. is here. Like it used to be kind of like making statements, making statements, and now it's just like a big old like yeah. warfare. Well, and I think especially in the last like five or six years, women have with like cell phones and GoPros mm-hmm. and stuff have started just filming the way that yeah. the world interacts with them. Yeah. And I remember I worked at a podcast network, and a woman walked around New York for a day and filmed herself. Oh. Yeah, and it I was did like, that yeah, and it was like all of these men were accosting her, and I don't mean like every single man was like, "Hey, mommy, you're hot," or like yelling their phone number at and her. And even that is not okay. No, none of that is okay. But it was like people being like, "Hey, hey, why won't you say hi to me?" And it's like, go, go fuck yourself. Yeah. If someone doesn't say hi to you, they don't want to say hi to you. The end. I'm also from yeah. Boston, where if you say hi to someone, either you're a tourist. Or you're probably gonna get mugged. Like, there's no reason anyone is talking to anyone they don't know. So I absolutely don't understand this idea, this like, right, like middle of the country idea of like you just say hi to everyone. I'm like, no, go fuck yourself. Don't talk to me. I do kind of say hi to everyone when they say hi to me because I think as an actor and as a kid actor, I was just yeah, I was friendly and was very expected to say hi to strangers, be friendly, be cheery, be whatever, which is another whole freaking issue, which, you know, like, mm-hmm. to be honest, got me in situations that were oh, yeah. very difficult and horrible. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird because, like, I also think another huge issue, and I've seen it so many times, and I'm just going to stand up on my soapbox a little <laughs> bit, is that uh, the shaming of women that are experiencing this thing by other women. Yes, I walk down the street, I'm a confident, beautiful woman, and I get accosted a lot. I get touched, I get yelled at, I do that, and it is not not 1% my fucking fault. Yeah. The amount not of people 1% who my fucking feel fault. like it's okay to touch part of another person mm-hmm. that they don't know astounds me. Yeah, it but absolutely astounds I me. I will say, I do not invite that. Yeah, oh, you're not, not, yeah, you're not walking around. Of like... my being is allowing that... And them doing it is wrong. Not 1% of it is my fucking yeah. fault. I don't care if I was walking down the street naked. Yeah, no. With a fucking smile on. Or a sign that said, fucking touch me. If I said no touchy, no you touchy. don't get to fucking touch no. me. And I, I think that's the thing. It's like a lot of women will, uh, not a lot of women, but there are some women that will, the victim shame people yes. that experiencing these things, um, experiencing the hooting, the hollering, the touching, the the, the yeah. assault. They're like, well, what what are you putting out in the what world? Are you, yeah. What I'm putting out in the world is I'm walking down the fucking street as a human uh, yeah. being that deserves the right to walk down the fucking street. Even the energy you are putting out is like, hey, I'm happy, I'm jovial, I'm will, I'm yeah. like happy to Still engage with it. the world. That doesn't mean that anyone is ever allowed to touch you without your permission. Or even if I walk down an alleyway and I got a little scared. Still don't deserve no. to be, be assaulted. No, no, no. Still don't deserve it's, any of the fucking treatment. Um, I read this interview with Alanis Morissette where she talks about her four truths of parenting. Mm-hmm. And it's... Um, no one's allowed to tell you how you feel. 
No one's allowed to touch any of your things without your permission. No one's allowed to touch you without your permission. And I forget the fourth one. Um, it but was those probably are an like important one. <laughs> the four core um, like things. Right. And it's like one of the, the one of the only four tenets of her parenting style is no one is allowed to touch you without your permission. Exactly. And that's like one of the best things to teach kids because I think. And I think it's why we have, like, the society we do is so many kids are, like, nope, you got to hug your grandma. You got to hug this person. Like, you are forced to touch people even when you don't want to. And I found myself doing it when I, like, worked at a podcast network and I had these people coming in and, like, they were, you know, technically clients. And so you had to greet them and, like, everyone wanted to hug me. And I just don't, like hugging a lot I especially don't like hugging people I don't know it makes me really uncomfortable and so it was like this weird thing where I didn't know how to be like could you just not touch me yeah because then you're a bitch because the precedent has already been set that it's like no you hug but yeah and then it's like well what's wrong why can't I touch you and it's like well I just don't want anyone to touch me there shouldn't be an expectation yeah it should be great when when people can communicate in the same way that's awesome but like not all of us communicate in the same way but I will say, like, over and over again, it is not a victim's fault. Like, ever. Uh, of ever, course. Ever, 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 ever. Like, they, yeah, they ever, never, ever, ever. the only thing they did was live their life. Like, and I know there's this whole, like, hippy-dippy thing where, like, the energy you put out is the energy you get in. And I will say, like, if you've been sexually assaulted or you've been attacked and you have slight PTSD, it is not your fault that you got attacked no, again. No, 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 no. You did not put that energy No, 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 no. And that's the thing is, like, if that's how you're going to get energy back. Like 90% of the time I walk around the world, I'm just like, I don't want anyone to talk to me. Right. <laughs> like, does that happen? That's the energy I put out. But no, for some reason, <laughs> everyone, everyone in airports needs directions from me or I have to watch some fucking children yeah. or like everyone decides to come up to me and ask me things. And I'm like, what about this says, please yeah. talk to me. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that's the thing. Like, I think that, uh, Lorena Bobbitt is an example of yes, victim shaming. For sure. Right? And then she was also a victimizer. So it's a very weird it's situation. Hard. It's a hard situation, especially because he went to trial before she did. Right. And he probably should have gone to trial a long time ago. There, I mean, she called the police on him multiple, multiple times. times. Yeah. And the police were, he, because he was military, he was military. He was Marines, yeah. He Marine also, police, right? Something like that. Yeah. He also called the police on her a few times. Yeah. But most of the time, the police knew that she was attacked and whatever, or like that she was beaten up and they were friends and they were just like, oh, well, well it's just, like domestic thing. Yeah. Like, well, deal with police, it. police like, famously for a very long time we're like this just isn't our business this is your domestic dispute and it like until like the 90s it it was very much like well as if no one's like got a broken arm there's nothing we can do here yeah and and she was i mean she was pretty badly off a lot of oh yeah she was bruised and like beaten and but yeah yeah. i mean they just left it to them to deal with it's a horrible situation that got into turned into like one of the it's a punchline now. It's a punchline. And yeah. I it's a punchline I've used. I'm not gonna lie. 
I did feel a hundred percent guilt when I sat down and heard her speak. Watch, yeah. Like, and I, when I when I watched that documentary, I think it's a really good documentary. If you guys haven't it's watched it, really good. Yeah, it goes through, it breaks it down based on like the media and then her trial and his trial and all the different factors that went into it. It's I really good. I will say good. the first episode, you will laugh your ass off. <laughs> the first episode is great because it's all of the crime scene yeah. investigators and you. The amount of times they have to say the word penis, and yeah. when it happens. And they were all like, I don't think I can say penis on the radio. (laughs) Like, can I put it through the walk? And I don't think you could actually say certain stuff. Yeah, there were certain words that you couldn't. I mean, not on a radio, like like on a radio. They they like kept on referring to it as like the appendage. The appendage. (laughs) Yeah. And they show it. Oh, yeah. They show the like his tiny shriveled dick. Yeah, they show his nubbin. His nubbin I mean, a when lot. you, and that's the other thing that I think about is I'm like, when you really get down to it, like a non erect cock is such a weird, yeah, small like thing to like have to, one, have to like find. <laughs> but yeah. two, then you have to like, they had to like put it on ice and get it to the hospital. And, and the guy that like, found it was like, I don't want to, this is so silly. I don't want to do anything. It's, it's here. <laughs> it's here like, it is. it's here. It's right here. It was just, it, I, that's why I'm saying the first episode's are really <laughs> funny um, because it is like all these guys talking about that, it and yeah. then the rest of it you start feeling a little yeah, bit you get into Lorena talks about the abuse and what like her home life was really yeah. like um, and you hear John Wayne Bobbitt talking about like his life after the fact and which like, was that's roses where, and that's chardonnay really, what gets gross to me is when he comes in and is just like, and then I made all of this money and mm-hmm. it, life is so great. And, and he's like, sitting in one of those nice like house. Yeah. These he's like lazy sitting in boy. lazy boys with like one of those giant, like <laughs> oh, cooler he's like cups. Giant, yeah. It's like one of those 32 ounce, like big gulp cups. I don't know why that disturbed me so it much. Was, I was like, please stop. It was one of those things where I was like, don't you own a glass? No, <laughs> he has like a huge, like I use a big gulp cup like to drink out of sometimes, but gulp. I'm unemployed. Yeah. This gulp. <laughs> <laughs> big gulp cups that like you know like they're like ah oh, two dollars for a usable, for a usable one. one then you can refill it <laughs> i was like please don't have a big gulp cup it, really it was so me. disturbing i mean there were so many things that were disturbing about the documentary but that probably disturbed me the most yeah but this was fun <laughs> funny enough though this was another another case where the the like criminal stayed in the town afterwards. Like yeah. Lorena just stayed in Virginia and kept working as a nail artist. Could yeah. you imagine just like making an appointment and showing up and it's Lorena Bobbitt doing your nails? No. <laughs> like I don't know what I would do. I don't even. <laughs> I think I would. Cr- I would probably just start crying. <laughs> does she have a nail salon now? No, no I don't know. She I like has a she, whole other life she now. She does like a whole. She does vi- vi- victim advocacy. Yeah. Now and yeah, she, she has a. Really she has a. She has a kid. Because for a really long time, she just totally stayed out of the public eye. She like, you? oh, I would try to disappear so hard. <laughs> I mean, I, again, like I, I think of Monica Lewinsky so much uh, around this time Monica. too, uh, and I just think like how fucked she was for the rest of her life. And that was so sad. Like I, I just feel so bad for Monica because like, yeah, she like. She started tweeting now. He was, yes. He, like, he I'm was charming her. and like, he had all this power. He was the president. She was this intern. Yeah. And like, she spent all this time with him. 
And so I didn't like see how she got pulled into it. And then it was just like the rug was pulled out from under her. And, and it, she like, was the her problem. whole life was yeah. just like destroyed. And she was like, I don't, I just thought I was like doing what was I was supposed to be doing. That's the thing. I mean, I think that guys don't quite get, and I think that's the thing about um, Aziz. I'm going to say his name. Yeah, uh, is the expectation of sexual the, contact? It's yeah between uh, like how we feel we are expected to, even if we don't want to. Yes, yeah, and that's the thing. I read uh, an article, and I think it was like right before the Aziz story came out, and it was a woman who was like, "I've never been raped, but I've definitely been in sexual situations where I said yes to things that I 100% felt wrong doing and did not want to do, yeah. but I did not know how to extract myself from that situation yeah. safely without giving up sex." Yeah, and it's like, "Oh, it's a hi, thing. thanks for describing my first like four years of sexual activity." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um. I think that's a lot of what, like, you know, Monica Lewinsky was yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's how do you definitely... get out of having, blowing the president? And I it, don't, yeah, I don't oh, know. and it sounds like that's what Lorena's marriage was even yeah. before, like, the full-on rape started, was it yeah. was like she felt she had to comply yeah. and do this. And she made, I mean, especially with, like, you know, the anal sex, she didn't like it, she didn't want it, she multiple times was said like, she did hurts, not want yeah. it, and he was like, fuck that shit. You're my wife. This is what we do. Yep. And so I think that was, you know, as a person that worked at a sex shop, <laughs> there are safe ways and amazing yeah, ways to experience all ways. kinds of different kinds of sex. The only uncomfortable way of doing sex is non-consensual. So don't fucking do it. Like, yeah, no, it's all much better when everyone wants it. Yeah. When everyone is excited, it's yeah. a way better experience. Had they like been a healthy couple and talked about situations, like yeah. it would be fucking well, different. That's, that's the other thing is like we as a society just don't talk about sex. We no. it's not something that we're brought up like being comfortable with or learning about for the most case. Like a lot of kids learn from the internet because their parents are like, Which this is, is uncomfortable. Um and so you get all of these like people in these situations, like the Aziz situation where that girl was really uncomfortable and she was like, oh, I just like don't think I want to do that right now. And like all of her wording and body language was subtle. It was yeah. it was like she was almost being passive aggressive about it. But that's because that's how women are generally taught right. to like get out of those situations is like be nice, but say no. Right. And because just, being so clear is being be direct in situations like that where there's that power imbalance can yeah. be scary and it can yeah. be like, yeah, you don't know how it's going to react. And it's not like even in like regular relationships, women can be like afraid to be like, no, mm -hmm. I'm just tired tonight. I don't want to have yeah. sex or like openly even ask for what they want and like what they need yeah. and it's like it's so hard and that stuff I wasn't good at until I started getting into like the BDSM community yeah. because you have to be so clear and so open yes not 50 shades of gray <laughs> but because like that the is real some different community shit. where yeah. you like are a dom and a sub and whatever um but before every like session, my partner and I will like sit down and be like, "What do you? Is there anything you need? Is there anything right. I need? Is there anything you want? Is there anything you absolutely don't want?" Well, and like, that's the thing: is the respect, uh, yeah, uh, the uh, mutual respect, the mutual respect in 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 exploring different sexual sexual things. And I just think it wasn't there, not at all, uh, for Lorena Bobbitt, and uh, she got 
fucking tired of it and she did a horrible thing nobody should shut like, no one chop, cut off yeah like, <laughs> any body parts get a divorce and that's yeah because it it was all framed as like oh he filed for divorce and she got mad and cut off his penis but like that's not what yeah. happened yeah it's not what happened um but yeah poor lorena poor Poor John Bobbin. Poor him as well, because like that's not great. Even though like the way he describes it, he's like, I didn't even know my penis was gone. That's the other thing is he was like, I didn't even know it hurt. I thought she was because he was like drunk. He was so drunk. And she was like, he was like, I thought she was just like fooling around trying to go again, and then suddenly I like had no penis. Yeah. And it's like what and then he was just like passed out on the bed when they try to like yeah well because he lost so much blood you have like yeah. there's like a major artery in your dick yeah but he didn't feel it <laughs> so if that that's some consolation prize right <laughs> i don't know i don't know so that's the right of you guys he still has a fully functioning he penis. does i think that's the consolation that's prize. the consolation prize is that he got to do porn he's a fully functioning dick and he, he made two pornos dream? i don't know no. dreams come true i guess maybe <laughs> Um, he tried. He tried. But yeah, that's Lorena Bobbitt. Uh, thumbs down on the banana pudding Nilla cereal. Yeah, definitely, definitely knives, gross. knives, knives down on the Nilla yeah. banana pudding cereal. Yeah, no. So um, also knives down on sexism. Yeah, and, knives down on sexism. And also and cutting off penis. <laughs> Don't knives down on that. Like, like not like knives actually down because that but would just like put your knives put, down. And put don't your do knives that. down and don't. Cut off a penis or anything. Just don't cut just off things. Appendages attached. <laughs> yeah, just chop up food only. Don't and don't include that as food because there's that guy that <laughs> the paid cannibal. That guy, yeah, that paid the guy to eat mm-hmm, his penis. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, don't do and that then uh, the man Romstein wrote a song about it. There you go. We'll we'll add, <laughs> we'll that. add that. Yeah, we'll add, add that, that one to the Spotify. <laughs> That's our show, you guys. Um, you can find us at Pod Serial Killer on all social media, or you can email us podserialkiller at gmail.com. You can find us on Goodreads, on Spotify, on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Facebook, mm. uh, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah. Everywhere. Um, if you have the a woods. song for our Spotify playlist, look up Serial Killer Playlist and you, uh, Serial Killer Killer Playlist. And you can add. Uh, it's open yeah. to the public, so add some cool songs. Um, also, join us on Goodreads and all the other amazing things. Yeah, rate, review, share it with your friends. Um, yes. And We're give on us YouTube as well. recommendations. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. Chop, chop.